0: Okay, welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. This is TJ, your host, the Nitro Performance Guy. How about the ninth episode, guys? Like, man, like when I started this, I did not think that, you know, I had enough stuff to talk about. But I certainly do. And those in my life know I can definitely talk. So, uh, but again, I just I just wanted to say How cool that is. The ninth episode. How about that? Well, we got a good one for you today. Um, As everyone knows, I'm a musician and I have a very finely tuned ear. Um, And you probably, if you guys have a decently tuned ear, you can probably hear that I'm a little sinusy right now. That's just because I had a little bit of a a bout with a cold this weekend. Cold's gone, but my sinuses like to jump in and say, hey, we're here too. So I have to deal with them for about a week or so. So we're going to do another nasally episode, but it's going to be fine. Because this one is going to be great. Uh, this is the sound episode. I've been wanting to do this one for, I mean, since I started the podcast. Like uh, the sound is the reason I fell in love with the sport to begin with. Um, the, the power, the vibration, all of it uh you know we talk about numbers and performance but you know got you guys know that i really like to talk about why the cars are doing the things that they're doing i'm not just someone who reports the news not not shading anybody that does that um i don't you know i do highlights i do all of that good stuff but i also tell you why the cars are doing the things that they're doing i'm a teacher after all and i like to make sure that i'm educating and not just talking so Today, this episode is called NHRA Big Show Nitromethane Power Thunder. That's a mouthful. Uh, this is all about the sound, guys, today. Uh, so this is going to be a cool one. We're gonna, I'm going to use some clips that I've recorded myself. All of the clips you hear, even the one in the opening, uh, at the end of uh, the music, I recorded that. So, um, oh i just lied to you <laughs> there is one example where that i did not record it's actually from competition plus and uh it's just an example from how the cars sound uh from far the far end of the racetrack uh, because they do sound differently depending on where you stand um so we're gonna get started we're gonna just jump right in here we go so this is a study of the biggest sounding man-made hot rod engines the most power Piston driven internal combustion motors on the planet. I type this and I don't know how to type. Apparently the most powerful piston driven internal combustion motors on the planet. Excellent. So if I have a couple faux pas like that, you know, we have faux pas on every episode. It's OK. I think that's what makes the episodes beautiful because it's, it's real. Uh, but anyway, so let's talk about some facts about sound. OK, sound travels at one thousand one hundred thirty feet per second. Okay. Or 770 miles per hour. Now there's a little bit of some, there's some decimal, decimal points that go along with that 770. Uh, but we're just going to round up to the nearest number, round down uh, to 770 for this one. So that's much slower than light. Correct? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's why you see things before you hear them. Uh, like uh, a good Description or a good comparison would be when you when you see fireworks, you see the firework before you hear the boom uh, because light travels faster than sound does Um, sound waves are of higher pitches vibrate the air for shorter amounts of time uh, while the lower sound travels in slower uh, waves and they're bigger. Um, So conversations usually occur at around 60 decibels and extended exposure time travels Or levels of around 85 decibels can actually cause permanent hearing damage, like permanent damage, um, can like extend for extended periods of time. The once we get to the hundreds and the 120, 130, 140 plus decibels, um, they especially on the starting line they definitely fall into that. Uh, they actually fall into the range where immediate nerve damage can occur to anyone not wearing ear protection and uh i do know a few people that don't wear ear protection so yeah. and and i've seen some things you know like i'm on reddit i'm on the nhra um thing with reddit as well uh and i see people you know comparing them to jet engines okay well there might be more there might be louder things in the forms of decibels but the the sheer intensity for the amount of time and the amount of power and the vibration i'm sorry but a jet doesn't vibrate the entire ground when it takes off i'm sorry so you everybody has their opinion and they're entitled to it but that's not it uh for the base to be heard and felt the intensity at the point of inception is incredible the starting point of the rumble is present and usually in two so that they usually run in pairs uh they only do two four uh four wide races a year uh that is just incredible i i cannot imagine how loud that is <laughs> because just one of them is like wow you know and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh nothing else is even close to be honest this is this this sport is in a league of its own uh you know nascar there's an extended period of time so like it's they're on the gas a lot longer than the nhra is uh it's kind of reverse so the nhra is in the pits for a long time and they're only on the track for a short amount of time three point something seconds if if the run is good uh but in the sake of you have a lot more exposure to the sound because they're on the track a lot longer than they are in the pits. Now, we know we've seen the pit stops and they, you know, that is hilarious that I just did that. But anyway, like we, we've all seen like the pit stops and how fast they are. But it, it's kind of the reverse for NHRA. They're on the track for that amount of time and they're in the pits for as long as the NASCARs are on the racetrack. So the exposure is greater than, when it concerns NASCAR, but the intensity and sheer power is much higher at NHRA. Um, like I said, it's in a league of its own. You cannot compare this to anything, and I would challenge anyone who does. You cannot compare this to anything. Okay, there is nothing on this planet that is like this. I'm, you know, just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm a little biased. These cars can be heard up to ten miles away from the point of the initial power source. couple years ago I was at the racetrack and there's a my my parents play the lottery uh, and there's a store that is about 10 miles away from the racetrack they said they could still hear the cars when they were in town this specific year I don't remember exactly the year but I was over there and they were not but they said they heard the cars from where they were and it was up to 10 miles away up to 10 miles away I even googled it and placed the pen and seen how just how far Of a distance this is. It was 10 miles. And they could still hear them. uh, Incredible. The sound's intensity is diminished quite a bit. Compared to the initial event horizon. Event horizon is you know. Talking about. uh, Black holes and stuff. But I like that. I like that word. (laughs) Top few and funny cars have a rhythmic thumping and rumble. Not seen on any other extreme sound sources. Like fighter jets for instance. And that's what I was just saying. The the rhythm there's a rhythm with these cars uh and we'll hear that in just a second when i play some uh some clips for you but there's a rhythmic thumping uh, each like pass of the the crankshaft because all the cylinders don't fire at the same time so you're literally hearing each cylinder firing at its you know at under idle and when they hit the gas you're hearing it at a much higher rate at racing rpm uh to 2400 RPMs or revs per minute versus 8500 at the step of the gas when they go full song, and we'll talk more about that too. Uh, just think about this when the NHRA big show hot rods are in town, imagine that people not attending the event can even st- can still hear them when the drivers hit the gas. They might not hear it at the time that they hit the gas, but they will hear it at some point because again, sound travels at 770 miles an hour they might hear it, you know, maybe 30 seconds, up to 30 seconds after the run is complete. And we'll talk about that too, because these sounds are so huge. They cannot be contained. It's it's amazing. Um, so now I'm going to use, we're going to do as an example of, we're going to do as an example. That's a new word. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. <laughs> okay. So we're going to use an example of, um, The burnout, the echo, the burnout is a ritual that has to be done. They're cleaning the tires. We'll talk more in detail about that in a second, but they're cleaning the tires uh, and it's essential and it's so loud. It's so loud, but the the throttle is only opening one sixteenth of an inch. One third of the throttle's full capacity is being used here. It, it, it's truly incredible. So let's get one of these clips here. So you still hear the the rumble. I'm, I'm down track at this point, I'm, I'm past half track, uh, but you can hear just how big the sound is and how the echo, it just, you can't contain this sound. Uh, that's the rumble that you're hearing right now, but like I said, I was down track. Uh, top fuel and funny car can shake the ground hundreds of feet away from the car, either up track or down track. Uh, so when they hit the gas, the whole place vibrates, no matter how far away from the car you are. Uh, firework displays are marked at 150 to 175 decibels. The sound of nitro-powered engines produce more intensity for four seconds at from the open exhaust. So... Uh, you might again, you might find louder sounds, but the sheer intensity of this sound is is just truly incredible. The sound is so big the air is shaking as well. The sound cannot be contained, and after the car is shut off, the sound can still be heard. The driver is only on the gas for under three point nine seconds, ideally, and the sound can be heard for moments after the car's flame stops spitting from the headers. Truly incredible. You can hear the echo in the air. The sound is so huge, it bounces off any surface within striking distance of this monster sound, the vibrations. Everything vibrates, even your clothes. Even with a good amount of sound being dampened by the audience at the event, the sound still is so big it cannot be contained. When the cars are singing down the racetrack side by side in chorus, the harmony of the motors, they, they, they sync up. And they create a beautiful ring at the end of the run. We're going to hear that, too. Um, These cars recreate concert hall acoustics outdoors, (laughs) with the reverberation being reminiscent of the ring or echo of a fine concert hall outside. The intensity of the sound is monumental. The vibration was measured on the starting line a number of years ago the cars measured 2.5 on the Richter scale. That's a small earthquake people on the launch. This was done over 10 years ago and they were not making as much power as they are making now. So they were not making 11,000 close to 12,000 horsepower back then when they measured these guys. Um, So I, I'd like them to, you know, do it again and see what we can get. Now, this, Grandstands still vibrate even when the car is completing the run a thousand feet away from you if you are on the starting line. So last year I was on the starting line standing because I stand on the uh, on the stand so I can get good uh, vantage point for the pictures and I can shoot over the people and nobody gets in my way Um, and shoot meaning photography. Uh, shoot over the people and shoot the cars, get them, you know, completing the run down, and they're at the other end of the racetrack. Because I love seeing the cars, how they look from the behind, from the back as they're completing the run, the the, the header fire spitting. Um, but the car is still on the gas, a thousand feet away from where they started, and the stands are still vibrating. It, it, like I can't even. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, in 2021, the widely accepted number is currently 11,000 plus horsepower. These The cars are certainly approaching 12,000 horsepower. No, no problem at all, uh, which is staggering. That is 11,000 ho- plus horsepower each car. We're not just talking about th- the pair of the cars coming to, uh, you know, coming to be 11,000 horsepower total. No, 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 no. It's each car. Is capable of making eleven thousand plus horsepower. Mm. These are some. These are some of the most distinct sounds in motorsports. The sound of a funny car and top fuel. Even with the similar setups, there does seem to be a very subtle difference uh, to my musically trained ear. So a long time ago, I, I noticed that the funny cars sound ever so slightly different than the top fuel cars. Uh, and I actually wrote Alan Reinhardt about this because, uh, you know, you can write him uh, at announcer uh, at NHRA.com. And he this is what he said. Um, There's not enough difference in the tune up at idle to cause what you're hearing. Idle speed, fuel load and ignition timing are all so similar that you wouldn't hear any difference. The difference is in the headers, which is what the, the, is the difference that I'm hearing. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, the difference is in the headers the funny cars have much longer headers um they are also angled more towards the stands than the top fuel headers the other difference is the body with the funny car one header is up one header side so the side that is facing the other side um with a funny car, one header is unobstructed as far as audio waves, and the other is projecting its sound away from you, and there's a body, there's the body between you and it, so it's obstructed. You are hearing one side much more clearly than the other. With the top fuel car, the opposite side header is pointed more up than the funny car header, and there is far less obstruction between you and the opposite side header. So you are hearing all eight cylinders much more clearly on the funny car, Alan. And I thank him for that uh, because that did answer the question. The funny cars have a longer... Uh, they have longer headers because the um, the zoomies rest just above the ground on the funny car. Whereas on a top fuel car, the header pipes are l- maybe a foot or so off the ground, uh, but they still face up and backwards just like t- uh, the funny cars though. But the funny cars are literally... Uh, shaking the ground and the headers are pointing directly up at you from the from be- below you as opposed to the top fuel car which is still below you uh but it's it's facing up more um the base on the funny car is more prominent than in the top fuel car now each car has its its base with it the vibration each car has that but it, they there are very subtle differences and in the experience that you'll have. The top fuel cars are much louder, like Alan said, because you're hearing all eight cylinders unobstructed. With the funny car, you're only really able to hear directly one side of the car. Uh, the other side you're hearing uh, the sound coming back at you because sound waves, they, they travel everywhere and they bounce off of anything they can, they can bounce off of. So what you're hearing is, not only are you hearing the direct, uh, side header that of each car. So if you're on the side of the car, you're hearing the car that's closest to use headers. So let's use an example. Let's be more specific. If I'm on the right side of the racetrack. Okay. um, And so I'm facing the cars. uh, You can only hear the right side of the cars directly. The left side, you're hearing the echo of the, the headers. Now open headers, you're hearing the exhaust coming out of the engine it's not like a muffler or anything like that there is no mufflers open headers that's why you see that fire open headers so you're seeing you're only hearing one side directly on a funny car Um, the bass frequencies in top fuel and funny cars sound more vibrational and can be felt in the chest due to the headers rumbling much closer to the ground on the funny car and the headers being faced up directly from the ground at the audience the bass frequencies are also most definitely present on the top fuel car. Uh, so you'll notice like when you, when you see one of these things live or see two of them live or just an event live, <laughs> um, funny cars will vibrate the place much more than a top fuel car was will top fuel is much louder than funny car. Cause you, again, you're hearing four extra headers firing on each car uh, directly. You're hearing the direct sound, but the funny cars are literally vibrating everything because their header pipes are literally two inches from the ground. So as they raise as they rumble down the racetrack, they are literally vibrating everything so much. Like it's, there's a distinct difference. Like it's very subtle. Like it's very, very subtle. Uh, cause each car vibrates the ground, but the funny car's intensity of the vibration is much higher than on the top fuel car. Why the sound on the dragster is much more intense than on the funny car. And we'll listen to that a little bit later. Uh, funny cars shake the ground more than top fuel than the top fuel car does. The top fuel dragster is a bit louder with the unobstructed side. Funny cars have a bit more bass in the sound. Now, you can't really feel the vibration in a video or in an audio. You can't feel that vibration unless you have a, a, a stereo system that can recreate that. So a lot of times how low vibrations... Uh, show themselves is low sound, uh, because after all sound is vibrations. Uh, so when you hear the low hum of that, uh, that funny car up at the top end of the racetrack, it's literally just the vibration you're hearing. Uh, you can't feel it when you listen to it, uh, but you can definitely hear it. Uh, and that's, that's just how that information, that sound information is taken. Um, there is much, there's more intensity, of. Uh, of sound on the top fuel dragster since all a pipes are able to be heard and felt on the top fuel car while on the nitro funny car, the body blocks one of the sides of the exhaust. The cars sound like a constant roar as the cars make the trip down the racetrack. There is a lot of pitches. There are a lot. There is a lot of pitch. There are a lot of pitches that you hear um, as uh, the car goes through the clutch stages. And uh, the power is being applied to the drag strip. We'll talk more about that as well. Uh, like I said earlier, one sixteenth of an inch, or one third of the throttle being open on the burnout—completely amazing. Especially considering how loud the burnout is. Not as loud as the run when they go full song, uh, but I mean, it's still like loud, very, very loud. Um, and we'll we'll listen to a little bit of that too. Uh, The sound is different depending on where you stand watching the nitro cars roaring down the track. Far end sounds different versus the starting line versus half track. Um, The Doppler effect plays a part in this. And the Doppler effect is basically, you know, when you hear a siren coming at you, it'll change pitch as it comes closer to you. And that's just because we'll we'll talk more about this too. I'm not sure exactly where in in my notes I put this. So if I say it twice, Forgive me, it's fine. It, consider it reinforcement. <laughs> uh, but as as the sound source comes closer to you, the vibrations, uh, 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 the vehicle is getting closer to the vibrations it's creating as it's still making the sound. So as it gets uh closer to you, this the pitch of this will come up a little bit. It'll come up. And then as it goes away from you, uh, the sound will drop off because the, the car or whatever it is, is moving away from you. Uh, you can actually hear this with airplanes when you see them passing over your head. Um, even at that distance, it still applies. The Doppler effect. OK, as the source of the sound. Incre- oh, here it is right here. <laughs> as the source of the sound increases, increases, increases. As the source of the sound increases, the pitch of the sound you hear increases as well. As the source moves away, this pitch decreases. The car is emitting high potency sound waves as it approaches you. As the car is approaching you, it is also approaching the sound waves. So the peaks that hit your eardrums are closer together even though they are moving at the same speed. I had to burp. I'm sorry. You hear a sound higher in pitch than when the cars are far this away from you. The opposite occurs as the car passes you. The pitch, the, the pitch gets lower since the sound waves are moving farther apart as the um, the car is moving away from you. So now we're going to hear an example of that uh, that that phenomenon. So here it is. So those were two funny cars that you just heard. And that was also John Forrest getting the win over Ron Capps. Uh, the recording stops very abruptly because I needed to scream and I didn't want to get that on the audio. So I had to scream for my boy. <laughs> uh, but that was a good drag race. It was a great drag race. Uh, I've actually posted it on my uh, Instagram if you uh, want to see it. So I also like to use other sources, uh, you know, not just... My observations, I also like to bring in others who have also experienced this. Uh, also, you might notice in the funny car, and you we're going to hear a Top Fuel uh, run as well, but you'll notice that the sound is much fatter. It's, it's really fat, and there's a lot of bass in the sound. Uh, and I actually want to play a Top Fuel run for you, too, just so you can hear the difference. Uh, the bass is still going to be present, but the sound will not be as fat as it is on a funny car, it will be much more intense, but it will not be as loud, or it wouldn't. It will not be as fat, um, so to speak, uh, on the funny car. I mean, we're comparing apples to oranges here. Uh, you know, fat sound, fat sound. It's it's huge sound, but there are very distinct differences. I want you to hear this. I want you to. I want to point it out to you. So now I'm going to play a Top Fuel run from the far end of the racetrack also so when they hit the gas like you can hear the initial hit like the initial high c but and then you hear the the impact of the sound coming at you it's and i'm it's very subtle but you can still hear them when they hit the gas uh you'll see the flames and you'll hear the car Oh, uh, you'll hear the echo of the car it's such a crazy phenomenon man it's it's ridiculous but anyway so let's go into uh but i wanted to make sure I, sh- I i gave you examples of both of those okay so here's from espn drag racing is the loudest sport here we go for four seconds the length of a thousand foot 300 miles per hour run mile per hour run anyone within a quarter mile of the nhra starting line surrenders their entire body to the experience of loud as the christmas tree of lights runs through its cycles the most powerful internal combustion engines on the planet run through a cycle of sound that moves from the world's largest popcorn popper which is they're talking about the idol pop 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 and to the ramping of a lighter, uh, a fighter fight, a jet, a fighter jet. Ruhr, that's what they say. That's what it says. I'm just reading exactly what it says. To ultimately, the atomic breath scream of Godzilla, talking about the run when they hit the gas, is a cacophony of noises and flame. The concussion of the air physically staggers everyone in the area, and even the most grizzled hot ride veterans cover their ears while the uninitiated recoil into un, uh, into instinctual poses of survival. <laughs> it's quite interesting to see someone who uh, doesn't know what they're in for watch a run. A top fuel dragster is built on a foundation of earth-shaking numbers, one of its eight cylinders creates as much horsepower as, the in, as an entire NASCAR Sprint Cup car. Its fuel pump delivers 500 pounds of line pressure. It's 17-inch tall rear tires, um, inch wide rear tires. It's actually 30, um, 36 inches tall, but it's a 17-inch wide so there's a little bit of an error there uh but no worries we're going to keep going rear tires create g-forces loads equal to those of a space shuttle and the rear the rear wing manufactures eight thousand pounds of downforce enough to run the car upside down in a tunnel assuming you could get it up there if you and this is from one of the legends of the sport don Perdombe, uh the snake if i can get you to the drag strip and get you to watch one run then I have made a fan for life, says Don. The Snake Perdon, winner of 49 NHRA races across Top Fuel and its full-bodied nitro cousin funny cars. Loud isn't a strong enough word. It's so overwhelming your brain can hardly compute what it's hearing and seeing. It's damn near a religious experience. So that's, that's quite incredible. Um, even a mile away in a, the suburban cul-de-sac that's near z uh, dragway, uh, one of our Bellagio's, as they call it. Uh, the decibels still reach into the 90s when the NHRA is in town. Uh, so that's 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 quite impressive. Um, they also have sound deflector deflectors at the top end of Z Max dragway. Not all the drag strips have those, uh, but when they built Z Max, they uh, you know, their petition with the city was, Hey, we're not going to create more sound because, um, you know, that's a very, uh, prominent NASCAR track on the circuit uh, and they don't want to create more noise than that, than it already has. So they put these deflectors up at the end of the racetrack where the, um, the sounds are arguably the loudest, um, as the engine is approaching 8,400 revs per minute, uh, and clutch full lockup and the, Fuel is just going into the engine, 1.3 gallons consumed under racing RPM. I put it again, your brain can hardly compute what it's hearing and seeing. It's damn near a religious experience. Uh, Don Garless, another legend of the sport, top fuel veteran, a top fuel innovator. He's the reason we have the top fuel cars that we have today. Uh, he was actually one of the ones who made the rear wing, Top Fuel, the tall rear wing cars. Uh, you know that we see today. So he's been instrumental in the innovation of Top Fuel, the class. You don't hear a dragster with your ears; you hear it with your bones. Look at these folks. Look at those folks. Their bones will still be shaking after they're six feet underground. I heard that. All right. So this is another article that I like to, uh, to reference in, um, in regards to the sound, the title is called from extremely loud and incredibly close recording the sound, uh, massive sound pressure levels, 165 decibels, decibels, decibels. Okay. It's like standing next to an explosion. It rattles your internal organs. Now, essentially you're experiencing tiny explosions. I mean, you're feeling the internal combustion of the engine. You're feeling the explosion. That's what you're feeling. They're feeling the shock wave that is happening inside of the engine. I, I mean, I just, what, what <laughs> the sound can be deceiving since so much of it is felt rather than heard. And, and that's the thing about it. Uh, Loud sounds or loud sounds or loud sounds, right? But feeling the sound, so much of the sound is heard or are felt, uh, and heard. You don't have a choice but to hear it. Uh, the numbers are jaw-dropping. They approach and sometimes exceed 165 decibels, exponentially beyond. Um, wait, what is that? What? On the logarithmic decibel scale. I don't know why that says that. Exponentially beyond. I'm thinking I was typing exponentially beyond the threshold of. That can cause physical pain and damage to your eardrums. But the biggest challenge remains capturing the true effect of the low frequency component of the sound. Because there's so much of it. Record likens it to hearing gunshots live. than listening to recordings of them. Which rarely captures the full impact of the of the reports um what uh it's more of a boom reduced to a mere pop and that that is you know i i made it my my duty to when i go and record these cars to get the sound i'm also a sound engineer i know what i'm listening for i know the the full uh range of sound that i'm looking for when i record these things and i think i've captured that this previous this previous year i I owe my thanks to the zoom uh, not the zoom i'm sorry um the Rode video mic stereo stereo video mic i mean you got to turn the game way down (laughs) way down Uh, but you're going to capture the most realistic sound Uh, even more realistic realistic than they capture on television in my opinion um so, and I, that's not just me saying it because I did it. It's me saying it because I know what the cars sound like live. I know what I was able to recreate and I know what they do on television. And it's not, uh, it's not, it's not even close to, to what it is in, in person. Uh, and th- they're definitely right about that. A boom reduced to a pop. Uh, and it's still impressive to hear on TV. Um, so from Dragzine, this is from Dragzine here. How loud is ten thousand horsepower nitro car exactly? Is a ten thousand horsepower car nitro car exactly? Now, obviously, this is a little dated because uh, the rating was ten thousand horsepower. Um, so this is what it says here: really freaking loud. <laughs> Generally serves as a sufficient explanation to those who haven't, who have only seen it on television, which we should point out, does not accurately convey the sounds at all at 194 decibels sound waves actually become shock waves shock waves wow which if you ask us would be a pretty interesting addition to the assault on the senses that a, the assault on the senses <laughs> in addition to the assault on the senses that a nitro car is already so 194 decibels wow wow they create a shock wave that that would that would definitely be in line. And and we see in the previous comments from the previous article, 165 decibels sometimes exceed 165 decibels. Truly incredible. Um, so there is nothing on this planet that can measure that. Um, so the guy that wrote this story, he basically uh, went to Radio Shack to get a decibel meter and... Uh, it will start blinking in the range of 127 decibels. That's where it maxed out at, so it'll start blinking. Um, And he went back and said, you know, I need something, I need something more. Uh, And he got a more expensive one. Uh, I think he said $2,000 for this meter, and it maxed out at 147 decibels. So he went back to the Radio Shack, and the guy said, what are you measuring? Like, what are you you know, what is it that you're trying to measure that it keeps maxing out? Like 140 decibels, that's a lot of decibels. Um, It came as no surprise that the World Health world, World? wait, okay, okay, hold on. (laughs) This is why I like the continuous uh, no takes. I love it. I love the authenticity of the mistakes. World Health Organization. There we go. Considers the output at close proximity to a fuel car to be in there. Do not expose yourself to this range. While the 127 decibels in the spectator area falls within the recommended range for only one second of exposure per 24 hours. Sheesh. (laughs) Starting, okay. So at the starting line at Royal Purple Raceway during the funny car set, during a session of funny car, uh, recorded both, they recorded both the uh, burnout and the launch from a pair uh, just from a few feet away, registering 141.4 and 149.3 decibels, respectively. He later took his equipment down to the fence uh, around the 800 foot mark where. 127 decibel reading was recorded as the top fueler of Antron Brown blasted by at around 300 miles per hour. So what you got to you got to factor in that the gate is in the safe zone. They they you know the people who are the only people who are really exposed to that 190 plus decibels are the people who are standing next to the car. The the photographers, the starter who's standing in between the cars. What a guy, man what a stud to stand (laughs) to stand in between those things um so i'm going to we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk through a run from start to finish uh i want to first play this for you uh actually i'll be able to talk through it and i'll stop talking when they do the burnout uh and then we'll talk about uh what's happening there um so they light the engine using the starter, and the, they use, squirt, uh, uh, you know, some regular old gasoline that you fill your uh, your everyday driver up with, eighty-seven octane, regular old gasoline to start the engine on alcohol, and you'll hear it go, and then the engine uh, will start to run old, or uh, start to run on nitro, and that's when you get that characteristic cackle. Um, so. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and start. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure I get through this. Okay, uh, when the engine is running on nitro, there is a rhythmic thumping as the crankshaft turns, and the engine is idling at 2,400 revs per minute. I'm actually, I just, I just changed my mind in real time. I'm not gonna talk over the video. I want, I really want you guys to listen, and you, you'll hear everything that I'm talking about, cause I'll recreate the sounds with my voice, which is funny. (laughs) Okay, the firing order of the engine is dependent on the combustion mechanics determined by the engine builder, as well as the crew chief and the way they decide to run the car. The standard Hemi V8 firing order is 1, 8, 4, 3, 6, 5, 7. Okay, now just a little bit about how engines, it's eight, eight circles on one side, eight circles on the other side. Uh, The way it goes, I'm going to start on the left side, 1467. On the other side, it's 8352 in that order from top to bottom. The firing order can be modified for performance as well as uh, preservation of parts. Uh, After the car has started rumbling with this monstrous idle, the car will roll into the water box to wet the tires and perform the burnout to heat and clean the 17.5-inch wide slicks on the back of a top fuel and nitro funny car Uh, again they're 36 inches tall Uh, the burnout is loud and it's just one third of the throttle's capacity and it's still very loud big and thunderous and the engine revs up to 7 7800 to get the rear wheel spinning at the correct rate Uh, and that's why you'll see the uh, the car jump off the line because you'll sometimes see this on the racetrack uh, when the car doesn't have enough downforce, and the wheel speed overcomes the downforce, the car will literally just jump off the ground. Uh, and that happens on the burnout. I, I think um, Doug Coletta has the most... Um, guys, I'm so sorry. I just left out one of the numbers. So the actual firing order. <laughs> 1-8-4-3-6-5-7-2. How can we forget about 2? Lord Jesus. Okay. So, any- <laughs> so anyway... Um, you uh Doug Coletta actually has the most violent burnouts. He'll like pretty much stop the car and then hit the gas. The car will literally jump off the ground. It's it's something to watch. Um, the car gets up on the tire and spins at the same rate as if the car is moving at three hundred miles per hour. So the tires will be growing and the centrifugal force of that tire spinning at that rate will the car the we talked about this a little bit uh before the the tire will actually balloon up and it'll get really skinny from about 17 inches wide to like 10 inches wide um and then it'll come back to the regular the tires have only about 6.5 psi in the tire i want to check on that because i saw in the rules uh that after one of the most horrific events in the R sports history Uh, when we lost Eric Medlin, uh, his death was actually caused by the vibration from a tire deflating. And it said in the article that I was reading that the NHRA did not allow the crews to uh, run PSI lower than seven PSI. So I'm going to check on that for us, for you guys. Um, So at that, and that's opposed to even seven, six and a half, seven, That's opposed to like 35 to 40 PSI in your passenger car in each tire. Wow. So the centrifugal force of the tire spinning will cause the tires to balloon and grow. Going down the track, it aids in the power application and acts as gear ratio. Uh, The wheel spin overcomes the downforce as the car jumps off the ground, making it run. Okay. So we talked about that. Uh, The car will back up slowly using the reverser. There is no transmission, even though the car can reverse. Uh, They engage the reverser. Uh, If the car does not go in reverse, there is not a way to activate reverse. If for some reason the reverser does not activate, there is no transmission. Um, And that's how they back up. The cars are rumbling the ground and vibrating from the brute force of the engine's internal combustion, pumping nitro into the air, giving us bass frequencies, around in the department of 40 to seven, uh, 40 to 20 hertz that is low the drivers will approach the starting the staging beams as the team finishes their final adjustments before the car is to make the run the crew will adjust the wheelie bar wipe off the giant slicks charge the clutch check for leaks and any other problems that could uh that could occur and adjusting the idle with the barrel valve before the car is ready to launch ready once the driver is given the single sing, single <laughs> once the driver is given the signal by a crew member to pull up to the starting line the drivers will pull up using the handbrake so they they got let their left hand is full of brake they're actually pulling into the beams with their hands and not their feet that's something that's impressive as well um, and if you on the storyline, you'll see them kind of inching up or if you watch uh, the street outlaws, you'll see them kind of, you know, guiding in. They're using a handbrake with that. I'm not sure exactly on on the street Outlaws side of it, uh, but with the top fuel cars and, and funny cars, they're, they're pulling into the beams with their hands uh, with that. Uh, the pitch of the car's engine will change as the drivers go on the high side or turning the fuel pump all the way on. Um, and, and that's just and you'll start to hear the engine start tugging um, and it'll pitch. It, it'll pitch. The, cha- the the pitch will change depending on which which class the top fuel cars will get really, really quiet. The funny cars pitch will actually change. Um, it's, it's subtle. Again, it depends on how they set up the car. There's no uh, the only thing that's concrete across the board is the sound they make when they hit the gas. Um, The engine is literally tugging at the line and the the, handbrake is the only thing keeping the car stationary. Once the car is staged, the other driver has seven seconds to stage the car before they are disqualified. Set. The amber lights flash and the drivers hit the gas when they see the amber. Since the car does not respond at the exact moment, the driver hits the gas and the butterfly is open. Uh, There's a little bit of a delay from the point where they hit the gas to um, the point where the car actually starts to make a sound. Uh, You won't be able to see this with your naked eye. It's usually only, you know, able to be visible when it's slowed down. Um, You'll see the car will, will, the torque of the engine will move the car over to the right and then you'll see the header flame start. Um, Go, the engine's both singing the characteristic high C. It is actually a high C. I have perfect pitch it is a high C that, that they produce when they hit the gas. So amazing. The engines are producing so many tones and the sounds, uh, and sounds, but the uh, most car engines are tuned in fifths. Um, so what is heard is a gigantic roar of C and also the note G, uh, which they are a fifth apart. Uh, if you're a musician, you get that. Uh, as the RPM shoots up to 8,500 at the step of the throttle, 8.8 8 to 3 seconds the car is moving from 60 feet to 330 feet uh, so this happens all under a second and a half the car is moving more than 120 miles per hour the engine rpm starts to dive down due the con- due to the controlled removal of up to 25 degrees of ignition timing which is dependent on the conditions for about a second after the car leave or about a second after the car leaves the line what they're doing is they're trying to manipulate the power and get the car to start accelerating at the rate it needs to be accelerating at Uh, the tires will start to make the shape that they need to make to get through the shake zone and they take the timing out because obviously you can't you can't you know just go 8500 the whole way down the racetrack it's controlled Um, I believe they said uh, Kenny Bernstein was the one who came up with this because, believe it or not, top fuel cars and funny cars used to shift. Yeah, they used to shift going down the racetrack. And even the nostalgia cars still use that that uh, mechanism. They actually did have a transmission at one time uh, before they just transitioned to the centrifugal clutch. Um, So the. Uh, the, you'll hear the sound and you'll hear it too when we uh, when we listen to it. The car leaving it'll go ah so that at the top of the gas it or at the step of the gas it'll go ah and then it'll dip down a little bit and that's them basically taking the power out for maybe just a split second they'll start to gradually increase the rate ah, and then the end, it'll end like that. but you don't get to hear that ah, unless you're at the end of the racetrack. If you're at the starting line, it'll just be a subtle um, gradual step up in pitch. Funny cars, it's the same step up in pitch, but you'll just hear a lot of, it'll just be a really low vibration hum, as opposed to the dragsters where you can you can hear it. Uh, you can hear it on both, but it's again, it's more intense on the top fuel car. And you're gonna hear this. Um, Cause I'm gonna, I got two great examples of this to play once I'm done talking. As the car approaches 660 feet or half track, the engine's RPMs is starting to come back as the timing is being added back into the engine. At this point, fuel, a uh, full clutch lockup is occurring. And that's when all of the power is being applied to the rear wheels. Um, and the, the the tires are starting to square from the downforce of the wing. It's very cool. Uh, you can actually probably see pictures of that on my Instagram page. Uh, since I was sitting down track, the, the, the tires will actually start to make shapes and they're actually designed to do this. Um, So, uh, and also the fuel is just, I mean, they're, they're putting so much fuel through this engine. We talk about it all the time, how much fuel they run through these engines. Um, But that's when the flames will get really thick and full. Uh, Granted, there are no drop cylinders. Uh, And we all know that that sometimes there's running so much fuel through the engine, it can overcome the spark. Two spark plugs per cylinder with two 44-amp magnetos. It's still possible to overcome that spark. That's enough for arc welding, and it's still possible to overcome that. Truly amazing. Uh, Top fuel cars are moving upwards of almost 300 miles per hour as the 2,340-pound chassis is bouncing due to the weight distribution of the 30-foot-long vehicle. Nitro funding cars are not far behind, approaching 290 miles per hour with similar characteristics of the top fuel car under the carbon fiber body. That chassis under the body is flexing as well. It's designed to do that, uh, but we can't see it because it's covered by the body. The car's rumbling is getting deeper and the tone is changing as the clutch stages are approaching full lockup. When all eight cylinders are firing, the final split of the racetrack only takes about, uh, at most, 1.7 seconds to complete with the car gaining anywhere from 30 to 40 plus miles per hour in the final 340 feet of the run. Sound can also be used to tell if the engine is happy or not. The sound can, will, will be flat if the car is laboring. Uh, it'll, it'll sound really like, uh, it'll sound like it's hurt or it'll sound like uh, you're going to hear the healthy runs. But, and you'll definitely know when it's not happy, when the engine is not happy. It will not sound like very, uh, it won't sound happy. It won't sound healthy. Uh, The nitro classes deal with this dip in pitch when they go up on the mountain at Bandermere Speedway. That's up on the mountain. The engines are working a lot harder up there. So the engines don't sound the same up there. You know, they don't sound like they do at, at Worldwide Technology Raceway, as opposed to uh, they don't sound the same. Uh, so now I'm going to play a run from start to finish. The top fuel run you're going to hear is actually Brittany Forrest and Mike Salinas going down through there. Brittany Forrest crossed the line at 3.66 at over 330 miles per hour. Mike Salinas wasn't behind with that 373. Uh, uh, so I want you to hear that. and Then I'm going to play uh, the funny car run. Uh, from this is also from q three that run that i just talked about was also from q three at worldwide technology raceway um, this is that funny car run that you're gonna hear is gonna be Tim Wilkerson and Robert Height. Robert got down through there at 3.89 at almost 330. I'm not I can't right now remember uh, what Tim ran, but it was a solid side-by-side drag race uh, and you'll hear both engines singing at the end of the racetrack. So I'm going to go ahead and play a top fuel run from start to finish. You're going to hear it ramping up. You're going to hear Alan talking, and then after that run, uh, it's going to we're going to go straight into the funny car of launch, and you'll be able to hear that. So here we go. So while we listen to that gorgeous roar of two nitro power top fuel cars, uh, you'll notice that the burnouts don't all the ways sound the same. They, characteristically, they do. Characteristically, they do. Uh, but not every team ramps up to the same RPM. Um, so what they're doing now is they're just cleaning off the tires, making sure that the driver's ready. To, you know, make sure the car is ready to make that trip. What you'll hear in just a couple seconds is you'll hear them go on the high side. And you'll hear them turn that fuel pump on, and the pitch of that uh, rumble, that idle will change. Uh, So brace yourself. Here we go. Two top fuel cars coming at you. So I hope you heard that distinct. It's very, it's very subtle, uh, the difference. Um, I have to do a little bit in post to kind of recreate what I hear there, because I, like I said, my ears are amazing. Uh, my ears, listen, <laughs> they say, what's your favorite body part? My ears, because they, I mean, they are amazing, sharp as knives. Um, but anyway, there, I, I had to do a little bit of work in post to get the sound that I hear in person. Um, and so not much. All I did was just add some of that bass. You lose some of the bass when you turn the gain down, uh, but you don't want distorted sound. I, I don't want distorted sound when I'm recording. So I pull the gain way down, uh, but I do have to add some of that bass that is lost with the gain being turned down back in post. Uh, so hopefully you heard those differences um, in the funny car and nitro uh, top fuel Dragster. Uh these those were from the starting line. The last sounds you're gonna hear are gonna be from that competition plus video that I was telling you about. It's going to be uh how they sound from the far end of the racetrack. Uh and you'll be able to hear that at the end of the racetrack. Uh a few years ago, uh in two thousand sixteen, yeah, me and my dad um and, and by the way, blame him for all of this because he's the reason. I'm in love with these cars. Uh, He took me when I was 11, me and my little brother, when I was 11, and I ain't been right since. I tell people all the time, I ain't been right since. (laughs) Um, But we were getting there in the middle of Top Fuel. Uh, Top Fuel was on the racetrack. And the way you have to pull into Worldwide Technology Raceway, at the time it was Gateway Motorsports Park. Um, But the the way you have to pull in, you literally get to pass the – far into the racetrack so you literally get to look at the race look up the racetrack uh and we pulled up and uh one of my favorite moments was two nitro cars or two i i don't remember who it was i can't remember because everybody's moved seats so many times since then but um two top fuel cars were completing a run all you hear is But it had so much body like the sound had so much body to it. It was a lot of bass, but it was just like, I mean, it sounded mean, man. Uh, So I'm not sure if these are going to represent what I heard, but you'll be able to hear the top end, uh, have the cars rev up through the finish line. They're approaching 8400 RPM as they're going through the finish line. Um, So. I want to play that for you guys as well. So uh, this is uh, how they sound from the far end of the racetrack. Something else that's funny uh, in this clip—they're positioned uh, pretty far down the the shutdown area here. Um, but you don't hear the car. You you're not gonna you, you'll hear the uh, the idle still, and it, it's it's hard because we don't have any any video right now. But it's so difficult uh, to, to explain this to you. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my best. So you can literally see the cars hit the gas. And then you have to wait a, a, for a second. You don't hear the car hit the gas until it passes 333 feet or 330 feet. You don't hear the car's initial mm-hmm, until they pass that point on the racetrack. It, I mean, it. Again, there's no way for me to explain this to you. You have to see it, and I'm gonna figure out some way to do it. But I mean, I, I want to shoot it myself down there, get with the with the microphone that I have. Uh, but I wanna I want I want you guys to hear what they sound like at the top end of the racetrack. So these clips are the cameraman is facing the top end or the facing the starting line and um, watching the cars come at him. So they're not passing at all. They're just coming directly at him. So check this out. Okay. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, (laughs) There's something cool about that one. Uh, They were actually at Las Vegas Motor Speedway testing, and you can actually hear the car make the run twice. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, Those with very keen ears will hear that. Um, The first ones, the first couple runs you heard were top fuel dragsters, um, and then the second grouping of runs that you heard were. Funny cars, uh, you can hear the funny cars. They got a lot more booty to them, and you can hear the sound twice. And even in the echo, you can still hear the bass. Man, it's just these these cars. It takes okay. I just want to say honesty hour here, guys. It takes a lot of self control for me not to curse on this podcast every week, okay? Because these cars are so cool, and and I curse because I'm excited, not because I'm like a sailor. I've been called a sailor before, but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. So, but I also want you guys to hear what they sound like on television, because there's a thing that when you go and record them, even with your phone, or if you go with a setup, like I go with, there's no way for you to get every point on the racetrack. Like they do on television. They have like, uh, I mean, they have like 40 mics just on the sides of the racetracks alone. On, on the side of the racetrack alone, uh, so you can get all of the. the, the uh, you can get all of that on TV. Whereas, if you're on the starting line, you're just gonna get the. Uh, that's all you're gonna hear. Or if you're from the, uh, if you're on the far end of the racetrack, you're just gonna hear the. Uh, you're just gonna hear the end of it. So I want you to hear, um, what it sounds like on, when when they when they put it all together with TV and then we're going to get to the end of this one here at the spring nationals in october because 2020 tony schumacher wins it by two thousandths of a second okay so i hope you guys heard what it sounds like when they put several mic Phones together and that information together. Uh, we can't really create that realistically when we go and we just, it's just one person going or however many people you can probably coordinate that. Uh, but you know, it, it you hear the difference uh, as opposed to being there in person, as opposed to the, the produced version uh, that, that you have with um, with the NHRA on Fox or uh, NHRA TV um, that final round was a uh, Steve Torrance and Tony Schumacher at uh, Royal Purple Raceway in Houston last season. Uh, man, it was one of the, not last season. Well, two thousand twenty-one is over, so it was two seasons ago, two thousand twenty. As you heard, Alan so eloquently put. No, but um, that I mean that was that was a hell of a final. It, it really was, uh, and we we might break down something like the. The top five top or best top fuel final rounds. Uh, we might do that. that. That sounds cool. And that that one is definitely going to be on there. Um, so moving on, we're going to end up wrapping this one up. So we talked about how loud these things are the whole time, right? How can we protect ourselves from this loudness? Well, the foam earplugs are good. They will protect you, but they'll also shield the sound I think a lot of the experience is listening to the sound that you just heard on here, uh, without you know any 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 ear protection. But there, there are, again, like there are people that do not use them. You know, they're they're macho macho men <laughs> because I I make sure something is in my ears. Um, but what I use since I'm a um I'm a musician, uh, they're called erasers. And I am not sponsored by them at all. Maybe we can work out something. Hit <laughs> him. I don't know. But anyway, I use them because they're musician uh, earplugs. Now, it's it's recommended that musicians, especially where I sit in the group, anytime I'm playing, I'm a brass player, so I'm usually sitting around trumpets near the percussion. Uh, they want us you, you you want to protect your ears because you only get one set of ears, and once it starts to go, and you you know tinnitus is a real thing too. Uh, that that buzzing that you get in your ear, uh, but a lot of musicians don't use earplugs because it plugs the ears. It, you can't really hear anything. Uh, so that's why I discovered actually by my buddy Eric Drake. Um, he actually when I took him to the racetrack for the first time, he wore these, and he said, "Oh yeah, man, you can hear everything. It's just it just takes the bite out." Uh, and and I had to get me I had to get me a pair because I'm like, wow, I need to hear these cars like I've never heard them. And man, I'll tell you what. When I went back over there with those erasers, I could hear things that I could never hear before. Because when you have these big foam earplugs in your ears, or if you put the big headphones over your ears, you can't really hear everything. You can feel it. You can feel it all, uh, but you you can't really hear everything. Like all the details in the sound. And that's why I'm so able to speak so detailed about the sounds they make because I'm able to hear it clearly with the erasers. So that's something that, uh, you can look into. They are not cheap earplugs, but you can also use them for other applications, you know? Um, but I mean, they are, I mean, they're great. I mean, they can, they can take the edge off up to 40 decibels, I think for their, their motorsport headphones, they actually have motorsport headphones. So I'm definitely going to get my hands on those. Um, but, with that, we have reached another end. Well, another end? We have reached the end. There we go. We have reached the end of another final... Wait, what? What? What is the final? Okay. You know it's going to be some humor in this at some point, right? I keep the outtakes in the podcast. I, I don't believe in taking them out. You know it. Uh, <laughs> but we've reached the end of the podcast. Um, we got the PRI show happening this week. So... There's going to be a lot of news coming out of that PRI event, uh, jumping back into the pre into the modern day and um, into our, our present time. There's going to be a lot of news coming out of that, the PRI Performance Racing Industry te- uh, show in Indianapolis. Um, so, so next week, we're going to have some information, uh, a lot of information to talk about. I'm not sure what we're going to do next week yet, but I don't I don't tell you guys what I'm doing. Uh, because I don't really know what I'm doing until I think, sit and think about it. Uh, but I've been wanting to do this one for a while because the sound is such a close, you know, such a thing that's close to my heart when it concerns these cars, because it's just such a beautiful, prehistoric, primal roar. It's just, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know a good representation of what Jurassic Park in real life sounded like than to listen to these cars go down the racetrack. I mean, it's just prehistoric. It's like dinosaurs. Uh, this is for someone and they know who it is. Aurora. Okay. I just have to do that. That's a, that's a TikTok tock thing uh, for everyone else. But anyway, again, I thank you for taking your time to listen to me, talk about these cars that I love so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. This has probably been the most insightful episode, you know, really bringing you guys into uh, what I'm looking at uh, with the sound and using clips. we might do that more often. Uh, I wanna eventually get to where we're doing some video uh, and I can and I can actually talk through some runs. Uh, stay tuned for that. we'll We'll see what we can do about that. Maybe doing some voiceover work or something like that. Uh, but so stay tuned on that., uh, but for now, you know we got this podcast and it's rocking man. it's it's I'm very happy to be doing it. I can't say it enough. I'm so blessed to have the the capacity and the skills to do it myself. I don't need anybody to help me, um, you know, because I have I possess all the tools to do it. Um, So I'm truly blessed uh, for that. I'm truly blessed to have these ears to give me the senses that I can to speak about these cars and the sounds they make so eloquently. Um, So, again, I'm a classically trained musician. So uh, those ears are quite uh, valuable, (laughs) but I use them from other things, you know, like race cars. So, but I make sure I protect them because these cars are loud. Uh, You you don't get any brownie points by not putting anything on your ears, in my opinion, whatever. Uh, Good for you, you know, Uh, you want a cookie? No, (laughs) no, but uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Personal choice, personal preference. Uh, But I just, I protect my investment, which is my ears. Uh, So I I would encourage you all to do the same because these things are quite loud, uh, as we talked about the entire episode. So, with that, what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap it up and we're going to, you know, put the period on episode nine of the Nitro Performance Guide Big Show Sound, Big Show Nitro Funny Car. In Top Fuel sound, the big show sound, you know? Uh, So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I, again, thank you for your listens. Thank you for your downloads. Thank you for your support, your likes on Instagram. I appreciate all of it. I do not take it for granted. So I thank you. I'm grateful for you all. And uh, I want you guys to have a good rest of your day or a good rest of your night or whenever you listen. Uh, It's like I'm a record. I say the same thing. Uh, But anyway... You have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of the time that you have. And thank you for spending that time, some of it with me, uh, for this uh, bit of conversational information. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so, again, thank you for your support. And we'll uh, talk to you next week for episode 10. We should have some big news from the PRI show then. Um, So, with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. So you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.